The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. How awesome has the weather been after getting out of the hundreds? Had 105 Wednesday afternoon. When I teed off Saturday morning at 730, it was 41 degrees. Couldn't feel my fingers. Couldn't have been happier about it. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. That was a hook. (laughs) Oh... Well, we get rolling this week with a chance for you to stop by, get signed up, become a finalist for the Flakes trip. We're out at the Dan on Thursday, 5 to 7, and uh, it seems like that first first stop by, we get quite a few of the people that have gone in past years and people that are going this year. And for the new people, people that are first-timers, they want to meet people that have gone with us, and the people that have gone with us, it's just kind of like a little family reunion. Haven't seen you since Mexico. Let's get together, talk about the good old days. And something people have a real hard time wrapping their head around is you only have to qualify once. You stop by at any of the stop bys over the next month and a half. You're qualified for the finals. Well, can I sign up seven more times? Well, you can, but it's not going to help you anymore. Beautiful week in paradise, all expenses paid for two, fly you down there, give you a ride from the airport, plant you at a lovely resort that you can, you cannot leave and have a great week or make some friends, go into town, check out Playa, have dinner, do some shopping, look for some of my friends that work in Playa del Carmen because everybody that's got a beard, they call Whisker. Hey, Whisker, (laughs) come in here, come in here, see my junk, (laughs) Whisker. Well, because Billings is looking for a little variety rather than a shooting or a stabbing. We had some drive-by shootings. We didn't shoot people, but we drove by and shot this weekend. Oh, yeah? That's kind of nice. Well, and uh, much like our industry where they've cut back personnel, uh, the newspaper and the TV stations, uh, their main news reporter now is the tweet. So, uh, Color 8 had the tweet. Police have arrested three juveniles and two separate shootings on North 17th and Jefferson that are believed to be related. No injuries were reported. Investigation is ongoing. Let me translate that for you. When we get one of our full-time kids in here Monday at 8, we should have something on uh, on the website by 10.30 or so. I'll tell you... I'll tell you another thing that uh, none of the reporters currently that are on KTV COVID or Color 8 are old enough to remember 9-11. I believe that. That was 21 years ago. If they're 25, they were four. Right. Uh, You don't remember things like that when you're four. No, how it impacted you at work or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just think of that, folks. All the kids right now that are in college and high school, they don't even know what 9-11 is. They don't know. No. Senior in college, 22 years old, 23 years old. They were one or two when that happened. Yeah. They don't know about it. You know, actually, I thought about that yesterday. Yesterday morning, I went and got some tacos and I'm driving around town. And uh, the flag at Billing Central was at half staff and i thought i wonder how many kids that are going to school here know why 
Yeah, I don't know. Unless unless a president ordered that for the queen. But, uh, you know, usually foreign dignitaries don't uh, necessitate that type of uh, flag movement. So, but yeah, yeah, they're in high school, college, and it'd be interesting. I'd love to know how they teach it. No kidding. That's what I'd like to know. Um, and the response to it, because a lot of maybe some of the teachers that are teaching it are only 30. Yeah. And they were eight or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand. And I wonder if the teachers, I wonder if they teach why. I wonder if they, I wonder if they teach why there was so much hatred for America, capitalism, and our way of life. Or, or I wonder if they teach that this is what happens to bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, or we pushed them too far. Or I want it'd be interesting to get the perspective. Yeah, out of the uh, if they even if they even teach it at all, uh, or even spend a lot of time on it. I don't know. It's not fair to to say because I I'm not in the classes. I don't know how they do it, but I know how I would do it if I was a civics teacher. Uh, it's attack on our way of life, our system. Our freedom of religions. Uh, the freedoms we uh, bestow to women. All kinds of things. And I would also teach. I would also, if I was in that civics class. I would teach the difference in our approach now as America. To unrest. And. Uh, Attacks on our culture, our life, our civilization all around the world. How we do it now mm-hmm. versus how we did it then. If you watched any of it over the weekend, you saw the response. Uh, you saw at that time President Bush saying they will, uh, they will experience the wrath of America. Uh, we will find and hunt and uh, make the people responsible, pay the ultimate price. Now what do we do? Hmm? Well, let's look, shall we? Let's look what we do. Uh, we don't help the people in Ukraine. We just keep sending them money to buy equipment, mm-hmm. not giving them as they face tyranny. We're working on a deal with Iran right now to pay them. The leading terrorist nation in the world. We're, we're working on a deal to pay them to not threaten people. Pay them. They're developing nukes at a record pace. They already think they have what they need to develop nuclear missiles. They have the ballistic missile technology to reach the U.S. And, and Joe Biden and the Libs are working with them to um, lift economic sanctions and... Uh, You know, President Obama tried that. He sent them all that cash, billions of dollars. And did it stop them? No. They're still proliferating their nuclear capabilities. And look what happened in Afghanistan after 20 years. Finally, finally they were to the point where the women had rights the children were back in school. 
it had never been better there than before, ever. And it's funny because on uh, you watch all these highlights from 9-11 over the weekend, and all of our people were running into these buildings, rescuing people, leave no one behind, even if it meant their own death. Firemen on the phone, that was chilling. Uh, and policemen calling their loved ones, saying, I'm going into the building and I'm never coming home again. Uh, I know we're going to die, but we have to. We never leave a fallen man behind, ever, never. And look what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democrats did in Afghanistan. They left. They left. We finally had restored some sense of normalcy. Women were teaching, going unmasked. Children were back in school. Yeah, the Taliban was still there, but they were under control. Not one American soldier had lost his life in 18 months there at all. They knew they were put in their place. Finally, President Trump was going to start a slow but yet responsible uh, transition from the United States being there to the forces of Afghanistan. It would have taken some time. But what did Joe Biden do? They left. They ran. They ran out of that burning building in Afghanistan and left all of our Americans and all of our allies behind. And I'm watching this yesterday and I'm thinking, man, on that day, people were running in, dying. They knew they were dead. They ran in anyway. You don't leave anybody. And out there, we left. We left. We got Americans there that are still being hunted like dogs. We got women and children over there that are being raped and murdered and mutilated. We have our allies that helped us while we were in Afghanistan defeat the Taliban. They're still over there. Their families are being hunted like dogs, murdered, tortured, raped, made examples of in front of everyone else over there. Women are now back in their homes. They're covered up. They have lost all their rights. The economy's in shreds. We built the most modern Air Force base in the world, which was strategic to our threat from other countries like China, 25 minutes away. We left. We ran and abandoned that. And not only that, we left the most terrorized group of people in the world, the Taliban, with $85 billion of the most modern military equipment that they could possibly want and use for other terrorist activity. Yeah. What a difference. What a difference. I wonder if Joe Biden has laid a wreath and anybody else's grave sites that have been killed as a result of him leaving Afghanistan. I did see the footage of him when the soldiers came home and he was standing there on the tarmac and he kept looking at his watch like he was bored and he wanted to leave. You can find that video if you want. Mm -hmm. Falling asleep, uh, wondering why he was wasting his time there. Sure got a lot different approach now on how we do things. A lot different attitude. Our military, instead instead of being the excellent strike force, uh, that we had no unmatched capability anywhere in the, around the world is now woke is now woke um we offer all types of gender selection surgeries now when you're in the military uh we have training manuals on 
on acceptance and and uh, choice and selection and all kinds of things in our U.S. military, rather than teaching them how to fulfill a mission, attain victory at any cost, uh, and get the job done. It's changed. They've changed it. They changed it. This is just over 21 years. Mm-hmm. We, you, you couldn't, folks, you couldn't even get into a recruiting office after 9-11. That's right. There were so, oh, Troy Downing, our auditor, he did that. He was right up against the age limit. He had to, he had to, he had to work to let them in, to let him in, because he was like 34. He was right on the edge of not getting in. Now they can't, now they can't get recruits. Why? Because of what they teach you in there and what they want you to become. That's not what a military is. And as we started the conversation, everybody, everybody 25, 26, 27 years of age and younger, they have no idea what this is. No idea what this is. They were two, three, four, five at the time. You're oblivious to what's going on. And they'll only know what they see and hear and what's taught to them. They, they, They won't know any better. And so the Taliban has regained control of Afghanistan. Iran has nukes and growing every day. Their operation, their ability to carry out attacks. Iran sends military hardware and things all across the world to any terrorist organization that they can deal with. It doesn't matter whether it's Hamas, Al-Qaeda, you name it. They've got their fingers in it. And we're concentrating on making sure that we have uh, transgender quarters on submarines and, uh, you know, things like that. Um, That's what we're doing now. So, and a lot of people don't like hearing it, and that's great. But that's uh, that's what the buttons are for. So, but we're vulnerable more than ever. Mm-hmm. And not only that, folks. What else has Joe Biden done to secure a nation? What have we done to secure our nation to know about everyone coming into this country? What have we done? What has their policy done, folks? Open borders. Mm-hmm. Open borders. Recently, the kids' playground equipment at Barkemeyer Park in Huntley was vandalized. Join the Roadside Event Center Friday, September 9th for their Art for Our Park fundraiser for new playground equipment. Enjoy an evening of dinner, auction, and live music from the Bucky Beaver Ground Grippers. Tickets are $75 and available at the door. If you only want to come for the live music, tickets are only $10 after 9 p.m. All proceeds go to Barkemeyer Park's Playground Fund. Doors open at 5 p.m. Friday, September 9th at the Roadside Event Center, 143 Northern Avenue in Huntley, you must be 21 or older. Just last week, just last week, I heard a report that there were, I forget how many dozens of people that were on the terrorist watch list that were detained at the borders. They caught them trying to come into the country. Those are the ones they catch. Right. Open borders. That sounds like a sane, secure nation, doesn't it? Mm. What nation would do that? We would. Because, see, to them, politics is more important than country. Politics is more important than the safety of our people. Their money, uh, as we mentioned before, and their, their game that they play, uh, we're the pawns and we're the sacrificial lambs. We'll pay the price. Their wealth, 
will uh, afford them the life of Riley forever and their power. And uh, really, what sane nation has an open border? What? Which one? None. None. There isn't any in the world that have open borders but us. Not even Canada. And they're liberal. No sane nation has open borders. We do. We set up all those things at the airports. Mm-hmm. We have security now at the airports. And we mentioned this last week. How many instances of a gun in an airplane do you hear of now? 16 million people fly a day and we get none. Right. And this thing for 20 years. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Can't secure our schools, though. Can we? No. We can't secure our schools. What's saying... What sane educators would uh, would let their schools go unsecured? Well, damn near all of them. Mm-hmm. Damn near all of them. That doesn't sound right to me. But we do have uh, a lot of stuff in schools now available where we teach, uh, where we have separate bathrooms and and uh, all kinds of gender stuff that they're teaching now. And we do that, but we won't secure them. We won't secure them. That's not the important thing. I've always said forever since you folks have known this since day one when we've been here, we we always talk about what we should expect out of our leaders. And number one is national security and safety of every American citizen. That is top priority. Always has been, always should be. Number one, because without it, we're nothing. Right. And uh, same thing for our children in our schools. So... We do it for everything else. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny, folks, how important the people are that go to the concerts? They must they must hold more value to us as a species than our school children. That's what we're saying. Because at concerts, we run people through detectors. We, we value their lives we there. We check what's in their bags and their backpacks. Yeah, we, we value that. We value those lives. Same thing on airplanes. We value those lives. Or the uh, major stadiums yesterday that were full on football, first day of football. We value all the lives of those people. We value those. But our children, who are the most vulnerable, the least capable of defending themselves, it's wide open. Wide open. Well, we have security doors and things like that, and you have to buzz in and say, uh-huh. And how, how good has that worked for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It hasn't. It hasn't worked. So what we've done over the last 20 years since 9-11, we're asking for it. Isn't that the truth? That's sad, but you're right. Mm, we're asking for it. The way we conduct our foreign policy now, uh, the way we use our our might, our military. Look, folks, we put a trillion dollars a year into our military, and yet we have uh, we've castrated them. Our biggest defense was the fact that we had such a great offense mm-hmm. and nobody challenged us. Nobody. Nobody would challenge us. You threaten America and American people and you start taking innocent lives, you're going to pay the ultimate price. And people in America were willing to rally and do it no matter if it costs their own lives. Not anymore. Not anymore. We don't, we don't approach things like that. We try to pay them. You know, folks, when you were younger kids in school, and there was a bully in the classroom, and the bully always threatened to beat you up unless when you got there at lunch, you gave him your Milky Way bar. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. So the kids that gave him the Milky Way bars 
set the precedent. And so the bully knew every day all he had to do was go up to that kid and say, hey, you give me your Milky Way bar and I won't beat you up during recess. Great. How did the bully eventually get stopped? You all know the answer to that. So do I. Um, The bully, somebody finally confronted the bully, faced him and kicked his tail. And that was the end of the bullying. Mm Mm-hmm. We're just giving Milky Way bars to places like Iran and other places like that. Uh, And they're not stopping. Israel knows it. Israel knows it. You're supposed to learn by your mistakes, too. And and we did learn then. That's why we implemented all those security measures and things around the world and around the country. All airports did it around the world then. Everybody learned from that. And look what we're doing now. Look what these people were doing. And all, and why, why? Not because we're compassionate, not because we we should open our doors to everyone. No, you're allowed to come in here legally. We have an immigration system. You you want to be a legal immigrant? You can do it legally. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's not why we do it. You know why we do it. They know why we do it. Votes, power, support of the political party, get them on the welfare rolls, make them reliant on the Democrats or the liberal party or whatever it is. And they will remain loyal to you forever. And there you go. Mm-hmm. That's why. And along the way, if we happen to lose a building here or there, have an attack here or there, that's the price you pay. Never thought that would ever happen in my country. And I never in my life thought we would run. Run and surrender to a terrorist organization. And we did. We did. And of course, AP. Well, a lot of the AP writers are dumb. They're stupid. And they're young. This 20-year war. We never had a war. It wasn't a war. We never declared war. No. There was never a declaration of war against Afghanistan. The Taliban was located there. That's why we went in. It was a military action that we went in to protect America. It was not a war. And uh, we lost 20, over 2,000 soldiers there in 20 years. Let me ask you folks a question. 20 years, 20 years of fighting in Afghanistan, the Taliban and terrorist organizations, we lost... Uh, little over 2,000 men there, okay, in that 20 years. 2,000. How many people in America have been killed or murdered by an illegal immigrant since 2001? Huh? How many do you think? Think it's more than 2,000? Mm-hmm. How many people are dying every week from the illegal contraband coming across our border, fentanyl in particular? 300 a week. A week! 300 a week, unsecured borders. 300 a week. We lost 2,000 soldiers in 20 years. That's what we lost over there. We're losing 300 a week from an unsecure border with fentanyl. 300 a week. 300 a week. Over the weekend in Del Rio, Texas, they had a big meth bust down there. They, they busted some guy, some semi, bringing in millions of dollars worth of meth. They caught them. Unsecure borders. And we lost 2,000 soldiers in 20 years 
in actual combat fighting the Taliban. Drug, drug dealing, drug murders. How many alone gangbangers in L.A. and Chicago have been killed since 2020? All fighting territorial fights over drugs coming across an unsecure border. How many? Folks, you start adding all this stuff up, it's nowhere near the 2,000 brave men and women we lost keeping our country safe since 2001, since 9-11. Nowhere near that number. 2,000. Yeah, one's too many. But uh, compared to our losses currently from an unsecure border that you thought we would have learned something, not even in comparison. Not even in comparison. We don't protect our borders. We don't protect our schools. Um, it's crazy. And, and, where do the people who want to commit these heinous crimes go? They go to places that are not protected. That's right. A grocery store, uh, a school, they go there. Do they go to airports? Nope, they don't go there. Do they go to the concerts? Nope, they don't go there. Unless there's some rappers or something that bust a cap on each other. But they're the they're the guys, they're the stars of the show bringing their weapons in. Nope, they go where you're vulnerable. And we're vulnerable. Our country's vulnerable. Our schools are vulnerable. Uh, everything. We have more effort to protect fish than we do our schools. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. We're doing all kinds of things to protect our fish, our trout populations, everything. If, if you don't pull over and get your boat checked on the way home, it can be a $500 fine. A security check top to bottom on your boat looking for a muscle. Yeah. But our children, our children, and the people that teach them, huh? people that teach them. You would think that over these years we would have we would have learned uh, security measures and things. Um, hospitals, for instance, you know, what do we have at the hospitals? People can walk in, walk into an emergency room. There's a hundred people sitting there mm-hmm. and walk right in. You know what they do? They take your temperature. <laughs> don't you be walking in here mister with a hundred degree you see this they see this temperature gun <laughs> it's the truth this temperature gun mm-hmm. i'm going to put this right on your forehead that's the protection that's the protection masks remember the government mandates for masks they were so concerned that it was men we are going to do this to protect masks but no security at schools or anything. None of that. It's crazy. Recently, the kids' playground equipment at Barkemeyer Park in Huntley was vandalized. Join the Roadside Event Center Friday, September 9th for their Art for Our Park fundraiser for new playground equipment. Enjoy an evening of dinner, auction, and live music from the Bucky Beaver Ground Grippers. Tickets are $75 and available at the door. If you only want to come for the live music, tickets are only $10 after 9 p.m. All proceeds go to Barkemeyer Park's Playground Fund. Doors open at 5 p.m. Friday, September 9th at the Roadside Event Center, 143 Northern Avenue in Huntley, you must be 21 or older. And, like I said, nobody from 
27 years of age younger has any idea about any of this no none zero you could ask you know i bet we could go up to the airport and we could see uh we could find a a 24 year old kid who's going to fly out they're heading to denver going to fly out to denver and you could pull them over up there once they got through and say um you know why we have all these security checkpoints and see what they would say mm-hmm. yeah they don't want us bringing 12 ounce bottles of suntan lotion on our bags that's why they would they wouldn't have any idea why they're right. there you're exactly right not one These borders are a problem. <clears throat> and uh, can't have it both ways. You can't have a secure, sound, safe nation and have open borders. No. You just can't. And why don't they care? And why don't they do anything about it? It's it's beyond me. You, there is no reasonable explanation. The morgues are full. We're burying 300 people a week as a result of these borders, these drugs coming into the nation. And we're such a drug-induced high nation now it's crazy but um and the crime related to it and the killing related to it folks 2,000 soldiers 2,000 soldiers in 20 years in afghanistan and a military gun 2,000 how many people have been killed in america in 20 years drug related crime in 20 years as a result of open borders Mm -hmm. hmm Let's not, let's don't even count the people that have been killed by illegal aliens and things like that and crimes on humanity. Just drug related crime in 20 years from open. How many? How many? And yet, yesterday, Joe Biden, when he's talking about it, talks about the 2,000 people who died protecting America over 20 years. Talks about them. Talks about them. And a lot of those died in the initial, the initial uh, retaliation for 9-11. Yeah, one's too many. But the numbers from being an unsecure nation, especially on our borders, when you add all these things up, minuscule the amount of military that we lost over there in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever does a study on that, do they? No, there's no studies on that. You can't. You can't do a study on that. It won't bode well. Uh, the media wouldn't cover that study anyway. Now, there's a study in the paper today about the warming climate, how it's threatening trout fishing in Montana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a study on that. We'll close rivers here, Paul. Yeah. Threatening trout. Mm-hmm. Threatening trout. Where's the Where's the headline that says unsecured school buildings threatening our student population? Mm-hmm. Where is that headline? Air isn't a headline anywhere, but we have a warming climate is threatening the trout population. We have that. That's important. Not the kids, not the citizens, the freaking trout. Trout. And they don't even know it. These bunch of people got together up at Missoula, some climate scientists, FWP, and a few other people social economic people at um and they talked about how it could it could affect 
are fishing by 2080. 60 years from now, it could. That's a good thing to put, first of all, in a science publication Uh is something that could because that's not science. Folks, they... We got the prediction for hurricanes 90 days ago, and they missed it. Mm -hmm. 90 days ago, and they missed it. But the trout population gets a headline, and the student population doesn't. That's important. That's important. Doing everything we can to save the fish and the trout. No headline in there about the kids or anything else. So, uh, Helena Dorr, you might want to do an article on that. Now, now that you've raised concerns about how vulnerable our trout are, maybe you might want to do one on how vulnerable our students are and the rest of America is. Hmm? By 2080. Why don't you do that one? Because the fish are going to be here long go- long after we are. The, you know, the fish were here before we were. <laughs> the fish were here before we were. The fish are going to be here after we're gone. Mm-hmm. The oceans were here before we were here. The oceans are going to be here after we're gone. So do, do, one on, uh, do one on the students or us or something. But And the students probably know more about the threat that we are implementing on all of nature more than they know about the threat from terrorism and our way of life. Mm -hmm. I am thoroughly convinced of that. And we are the bad people anyway, because we're doing it. And you don't have an electric car yet. So, a lot of us know, though, a lot of us know. I had a guy stop me on the road the other day when I was hauling hay and uh, said, man, we got a mess. I said, yeah. And he goes, and what's this bull crap about only two more years? <laughs> I said, well, you know, we can only do so much. Two years, that's it. Two more. I invite those people to stop by either Paul's house or my house oh. any of these mornings at 4 a.m. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I got to get this load of hay in, but thanks. I'm, I'm glad you listened. Thanks for all the years. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Well, we got some tickets this week to the uh, Parade of Homes. We can uh, do some of that. Oh, speaking of Parade, too, we're going to... Uh, if we don't uh, have enough entries after today, we're just going to call our quits on our All Things Wood Parade. So mm-hmm. I had some more people over the weekend asking me about gala tickets, and I said we don't we don't have the commitment to build the wood things yet. So yeah, first things first. Yeah, we had about a dozen. So uh, if we don't get those today, we'll scrap that idea and we'll do it again maybe next year. But um, and uh, so we have that. Dirk Bentley, I think it looks like it went well over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, weather dressed, was perfect. He dressed up really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you what he looked like. You're, you're, you're a headliner. You're one of the top acts in, in country music. And, Mark. Hey, here's a brand new hat 
and a flannel shirt. Just got up. <laughs> yeah. Had my Fruit Loops, and I'm ready to sing, man. <laughs> uh, I like him, though. He does. He's, he sounds good. And ton, of, ton of great songs. Yeah. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Hudley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.